Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. everybody welcome afternoon drive goodman mason watch us milehighsports.com you can reach us rocky mountain forest products twitter feed at mace denver at eric goodman girling for wholesale lumber to the public go to rmfp.com we have a lot to get to today and we might have some breaking news about deshaun watson i am hearing reports but nothing nothing from somebody who i trust that Deshaun Watson could be going to the Atlanta Falcons. Let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. If indeed that does come out, and guys, if you can look for that as well, let us know. Uh, Very briefly, let's talk about Colorado State before we talk about uh, DJ Jones and his press conference today. Overall thoughts about Colorado State's great season, but getting knocked out by Michigan. Yeah, live by the three, die by the three, because they got off to a... Yeah, it was kind of a letdown. Get take a fifteen point lead, all the shots are falling, and I think uh, they got a little bit too overconfident, and, and uh, the, their shot selection got poor. The other thing is, uh, Michigan is a more physical team, and it was very, very much the ability of the Wolverines, a Big Ten team, to grind down a Mountain West team. It basically felt a lot like what Indiana did to Wyoming in the first four game on Tuesday night, and then even though not a Big Ten team, what Memphis did to Boise in the 8-9 game early. The Mountain West is sitting there 0-3, and frankly, those three losses, their teams got bullied around a little bit. Let's put something into perspective. I saw somebody say on Twitter, a guy in the media, man, look at the free throw discrepancy. I got news for you. Oh, come on. Colorado State fired up more threes in this game than they do what their average is. Uh-huh. You're not going to get to the line shooting threes. Bingo. Also, Michigan is a big team inside, mm-hmm. and eventually it hits a point when you are a smaller team, you don't want your shot blocked, you don't want the trajectory of your shot to be off because you're afraid it's going to get blocked, so you settle for outside shots. Yeah. And that's exactly what Colorado State did. Great season, but they ran into a more talented team. Mm-hmm. Michigan, I'm not suggesting they're a better coach, but, but but they get four and five star recruits and we saw it. Yeah. And uh and, and it was not a good day for David Roddy as well. And CSU needed David Roddy to have one of his better games and he didn't. So frustrating day, but uh kind of, frankly, when when I watched IU and Wyoming Tuesday night, I got nervous for CSU. Because I think uh, it's pretty clear that the Mountain West was overvalued in the seeding at the Big Ten. May even though they got nine teams in, may have been a little bit undervalued in terms of seeding. And uh, and there we are. It was a tough matchup, and CSU couldn't get it done. And the state of Colorado is now out of the NCAA's once again. The wait for another Sweet Sixteen appearance, the first since 1969, will continue. Um, not the only in theory upset of the day. I know Colorado State was a six seed, but mm-hmm. essentially most people thought Michigan was going to win another big upset. Iowa mm-hmm. is out of the tournament. A lot of people, including Danny Bailey, picked them to go to the Final Four, so his bracket took a big chunk, but so did everybody else. I, I, had, I, 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 I had Richmond winning. 
Did you? Well, you did very because nice, they're from Virginia. Nice. Well, they're and you're true. Well, hold on, because you're channeling your inner Dick Tarrant and you're channeling what Richmond has done historically in the tournament, pulling upsets every this is five what, years. This is what their program is. Right, they get they get in and they're dangerous. But the other thing is, it's a highly experienced team. You've got a you've got literally a sixth year guy out there starting. You've got super seniors out there that took advantage of the extra year. And the thing that U of R had that caused Iowa problems is they're one of the few teams that when you get down past the Power Five conferences has multiple physical bigs in there that can counter what you see in the Big Ten. Right. By the way, Gonzaga leading Georgia State by two Mm -hmm. at the midway point of the second half. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. Okay, you and I were both at the press conference today. DJ Jones introduced the media today, armed with a new three-year, $30 million deal. Now, there was a report from Peter Schrager on the NFL Network earlier this week that Jones was offered more money to play elsewhere, but decided to come to Denver because of Russell Wilson. So, DJ... Is the report about getting more money from other teams true? I wouldn't say it was more money on the table. Uh, it would go all the way into the money or anything, but um, I'll let y'all write the stories. Um, but but uh, Russell Wilson uh, was a big part of the reason I came here. Like I said, playing against him for five years, um, just chasing him around, making a few plays on him, man. But um, he did more than I did against him. So um, I know what he's capable of, and I'm excited that he's my quarterback. You asked the question, and this is the sort of question we've missed the last couple of years with you not being oh. there. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And that was a good question. Well, here was the – well, I appreciate it was you saying a, that. It was a myth-busting question is what it was. What does that mean? The whole myth of like, oh, a guy took less money to come to Denver. Right. Well, not exactly. I, I think – I don't think he wants to ever say publicly mm-hmm. he turned down more money. Here's the thing, okay? and I'm going to give you credit. For starters, for getting a, the microphone before me. I think you had the second question out of the gate. I, I, I guess I spotted uh, one of the Broncos PR right. staffs with the microphone before. Like in, when, when Evero was talking, giving the introduction, right. I, just, I put my finger up to make sure that I was. Well, ready. here was the thing. <laughs> you asked a question. You did refer to Russell Wilson. I knew what I want. Generally speaking, I don't know what I want to ask before a press conference begins. Mm -hmm. But in this case, I knew what I wanted to ask. You mentioned Russell Wilson, but he gave about a three-second answer about Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, that's not the the full answer I want. Your partner on DNVR, Zach Stevens, asked a question. Russell Wilson was part of his question. But he still gave an answer that didn't give enough detail to me. So I'm putting my hand up. I'm putting it down. I'm list- I had my hand up when you asked the question, and I thought, okay, he's going to give the answer, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't give it exactly the way I wanted it. So I put my hand back up again. Then you have Zach who asked the question. I had my hand up. Right when he asked his question, I put my hand right back down. Think he's going to give the answer. I, I didn't get the answer that I wanted, so I put my hand back up again. One of the guys from the Broncos, a great guy. I want to mention his name on air. Jordan Beasley. Jordan Beasley. He's, ter- he's a terrific dude. Terrific guy. So he's sitting next to me, and I looked at him, and I said, 
I'm about to make a big ass out of myself asking a question that has essentially been asked two times already. But you asked it differently. I did because ask you it framed it with the reports that were out there. Okay, so, with so that, I think it was fair. Okay, with that, this this is not about me. Do you think that DJ Jones is on this team if Russell Wilson's not on this team? I don't think he is. I don't think he is either, and that's a credit to George Payton. Uh-huh. And I said this for months because he had other teams. He had other teams talking to him. He did. He you you can argue he is at this moment or last year the best run stuffing interior defender in football. And as I point out, there are numbers that back this up. There's actual data on this. Correct. So he, he was a commodity, a hot commodity on the market for his skill set. For months, we were talking about Aaron Rodgers, and I kept saying, how come nobody's lining up to go play with him and willing to take a discount? Why is that? Well, the Broncos got a guy where somebody was willing to take a little bit less. Now, is Russell Wilson as talented as Josh Allen? No. Does Josh Allen, for lack of a better phrase, have more upside than Russell Wilson, although Russell Wilson is proven in big games? We know what Josh Allen is, mm-hmm. but let me ask you something. How come Von Miller wasn't willing to take a discount to play with Josh Allen? He wanted every single penny. He wanted just a little bit more than Chandler Jones. A half a million dollars. Half a dollars. million dollars more in, in the guarantee, yes. And, and oh, by the way, mm-hmm. Derek Carr is a top 10 quarterback. Why wasn't he willing to take a discount in order to play with Derek Carr. Now, Derek Carr is a different level of quarterback, I get it, than Russell Wilson and probably Josh Allen. But how come those guys weren't willing to take discounts? If you're willing to take a discount for Russell Wilson, you got the right guy because we saw what happened with Peyton Manning. There's no way DeMarcus Ware is on this team if Peyton Manning is not here. And you know what? DeMarcus Ware made Von Miller a better player. He did. Von was always at his best when he had someone as a compliment. Right. Whether it was DeMarcus Ware, whether it was Elvis Dumervil, even Bradley Chubb when Chubb was a rookie and looked like he was headed towards stardom. And you know that, that these sorts of things matter. With DJ Jones in particular, uh, he and Russell Wilson had a, already had a great deal of mutual respect for each other. Right. And Wilson talked about Jones yesterday. Jones has caused him problems. Right. But it's it's it was very much that kind of on-field respect, that kind of ball-nose ball thing, right? Good players know good players and they respect them. And that that's why you that's why you can't uh, ignore Russell Wilson's role in, in DJ Jones being here. And he's going to make things so much easier for the rest of that defense. Coming up at 5 o'clock. Well, Lael Collins is available now. Mm-hmm. Offensive tackle. Will there be a Russell Wilson effect for Lael Collins? I had a conversation today with somebody close to Lael Collins and the negotiations. We'll talk about that at 5 o'clock. But coming up next, I don't want to say he was one of Nikola Jokic's biggest critics, but he does have one of the loudest voices in sports media. And this guy is on the Jokic train to his second straight MVP award. We'll tell you who he is, and you will hear what he said next.
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Look at you, Mace, with the boom, boom, clap going at the table. I was uh, I was watching a documentary on a Queen a while back, and it was interesting to hear like how they to get that the sound of the, the the stomping and the clapping, and they just they just did it over and over and over again, and right. they just tracked it over and over. It's all it's not it's just it's all the form it's just the four members of Queen, but they tracked it so many times to where it sounds like a huge throng. Right. Yeah, I watched a documentary last night as well. Not very uplifting, but it was one that I wanted to watch. Mm-hmm. A documentary on Attica. Okay, yeah, worth last- watching for someone yeah. like you. It's something that you would be interested yeah. in. I, I, I'll have to check that out. Pretty last- unbelievable. Last- I mean, I kind of yeah. knew the story, but I didn't know it like that. Yeah, last night I was just watching uh, Rutgers Notre Dame, which was a phenomenal game, by the way. That felt more like a Sweet Sixteen game yep. than the first four game. Yeah, Ruck- Rutgers probably got hosed on the seating a little bit. By having to play in that game. Is what it is. All right. I want to tell you about my guy, Dan McKenzie and McKenzie Law. Uh, whether you're married, whether you are single, I would highly recommend you talk to him. Whether it's a will, an estate plan, a living will, you never know if there is going to be a tomorrow. And you don't want somebody else making decisions for you. Like, if you want the plug pulled, if God forbid you're going to be in a vegetative state, you want to make that decision before you're in that situation in which you're not going to get a say in it. As far as whatever money that you might have, you don't want the courts deciding that. I'm not trying to scare you, but the truth is you have no idea what tomorrow is going to bring. Highly recommend you look into this and definitely need to talk to my guy, Dan McKenzie at McKenzie Law. Go to the McKenzieFirm.com. That's the McKenzieFirm.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. On Friday and on Monday, we spoke about the importance of the Nuggets Sixers game Mm -hmm. and how Jokic versus Embiid could shape the MVP race. One of the loudest and most influential guys in the media, Stephen A. Smith, who, for lack of a better phrase, has been a Jokic denier, all right, has put a lot of stock in Monday's game. The point that I'm trying to make to you is this. Embiid, as the big man we would prefer, I'm totally with you 100%. I got that. That doesn't have much to do with the discussion right now about who is the league MVP. You're talking about Jokic averaging 26, 13, and 8, shooting 57% from the field, over 35% from three-point range. The brother is 41 and 28. There is no Jamal Murray. There is no Michael Porter Jr. He can't jump onto a curb, okay? He can't jump from the street to the curb. And no one can stop him. It's unbelievable. Nobody can stop him. And then it gets wet. It gets better, Marcus. This is where we got, because I had Joel Embiid weeks ago. Well, guess what? Matchups matter. And they trade for Harden. Before Harden arrives, they're down by 50 to Boston. 50 in Philly. Harden arrives. Big time game against Brooklyn. You get smoked by 29. 
Last night, you go up against Jokic. Y'all in the playoff picture together. It's a five-horse race. It's Jokic. It's Embiid. It's DeMar DeRozan. It's Giannis. It's John Morant. What happens? You up 19, and the brother comes back on you. What I'm saying to you is this. As a person who has a vote, I vote. And I'm telling you, this matters. I'm looking at moments. I'm not saying that one is better than the other or whatever. I mean, everybody, you pick your poison because they're both elite. But when you're talking about a stretch run with the playoffs down the pike and you got an opportunity in these big moments, you are Joel and B, and you don't get it done. I got to hold that against you for the MVP vote. I'm not saying you ain't a superstar. I'm not saying you're not big time. I'm not saying I don't love you. I'm saying I can't give it to you over Jokic when Jokic closes the deal in these big games and you haven't. It sounds like he listened to our show on Friday because we kind of broke it down. Who's going to have the big game, but who wins? And how those games were going to look. Who won? You, you, na- you pretty much nailed the, the stat line of both of them. Oh, and then, of you. course, what the, va- and what the value was to, but I said, to, the, to the team winning. And, and that, yeah. that, that was easily the tiebreaker. Yeah. At the end of the day, if Embiid goes off for 40 and 15, but they lose, and Jokic has a normal game for him, at the end of the day, Jokic's team won. It's about winning. It's not about stats. And, I mean, every radio sports talk show, not just ours, has said the same thing. Embiid has Harden. He has Tobias Harris. He has some other guys. The Nuggets have, sorry, Will, Will Barton. I love Aaron Gordon, but you don't depend on him for offense. And you're depending on Bones Highland. Well, I'll tell you what, right now, Bones is more dependable than Will Barton in terms of that perimeter he is. threat. He's a better player. Yeah. Saw it again last night. Right. I don't, I don't care that he has the most three-pointers in franchise history. That's hollow to me. Bones you, might break that record someday. I'll tell you why that's hollow to me. Because who held the record previously? J.R. Smith. <laughs> arguably the most athletically gifted basketball player I have ever seen. But he was a knucklehead on the court with his shot selection. Stephen A. Smith... Has some, the, hey, one, he has some influence. That's one of the best things, the smartest things I've ever heard from him. He has some influence. And he does. And it, it was very much that sort of like, he kind of was almost in that comic pitch of not, real, of not really being able to understand why Jokic does what he does, but accepting that this is, who, this is what he does. It, it, not, not every MVP looks and plays the same way. Jokic on Monday night was had an MVP type of performance because of what he did for everybody else. He had three major highlight plays, and every voter should have either watched the game mm-hmm. live, and if they couldn't, they should have watched that game on tape. He had three highlights, major highlights. Yep. I know John Morant is a highlight machine, but... Jokic did what he always does. Not every game, but he takes the ball from the baseline on the inbounds pass and chucks it three quarters of the way down the floor for a bucket. He did that in this game. It's had a that beautiful no look pass running the break as well. I mean, you you know, you, you watch that and when you see him make a no look pass like that, you know who you think of? Magic. Magic. Right. Right. And then 
And then he has a crazy shot, I believe, with Embiid. I think Embiid was on him. He had he, he was falling towards the baseline, yeah. and then he scoops it up. I think I saw a stat here, and I want to make sure that I have it correct, and I know that I don't. Jokic, I think, is only the second player. And in, in, this can't be right. He was the second. It was something like five, ten thousand points, five hundred. Second youngest player. Second youngest or player. second second fastest player because I believe Larry did it in five hundred fifteen games. Jokic did it in five sixteen. Jokic did it at a younger age and in fewer minutes. Right. But Larry did it in fewer games. Right. And when you say Larry, you're talking about a Larry Jordan, Michael's brother, Larry Bird. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he's in that company there. now. So with that, after what Stephen A. Smith said, and I don't, you know, rise and fall to the, the things that he says, you think it has some influence. And if you had to better right now, Jokic and beat or somebody else for the MVP. I'm betting on Jokic. Yeah. I, I'm. I, it took nearly three quarters of this season for the national people to finally figure out that Jamal Murray isn't playing, and Michael Porter Jr. isn't playing. Mm-hmm. Well, Stephen, welcome to the bandwagon. You saw, because you probably have watched very few, if any, Jokic games, you finally watched this game. And by the way, he has a rooting interest in this game, in theory, because he used to write for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Mm-hmm. So he, he's interested in Philadelphia sports. He had a lot of reasons to watch. A, top two guys for the MVP. And he's talked up Embiid a lot. He kind of figured that's where his vote was going for a while. Right. Yeah. And I won't disagree that Jokic would probably have a difficult time jumping from the street to the curb, but he said it well. Still nobody can stop him. Yeah. Still nobody can stop him. At some point, you stop asking why, and you just say, the guy can ball. I really think that a game like Monday night is sort of one of those things that brings a lot of people to that conclusion. On top, and on top of everything else, if you for those who watched the game, they saw Philly up 19 and Jokic doing all the Jokic things, getting the rebound, the outlet passes, you know, the fadeaway jumper, doing all the Jokic things and bringing the Nuggets back there at the end of the first half and early in the second half. Right. I mean, certainly Bones got had the buzz at the in the fourth quarter, justifiably so, but it was Jokic that brought the Nuggets back. A, a game that, uh, you know, you, you might have looked at uh, looked at him being down by 19 and thought, okay, this is just slipping away. It's just not their night. And, and then Jokic decided otherwise. It, it, I think we sort of, I'm not saying we take it for granted here, but there's nothing to be revealed to us here in Denver about what Jokic can do. But when you see it, and, and I'll give you credit because I sort of dismissed it, but when they're, you see it kind of head-to-head and they're on the same floor at the same time, it can be illuminating for those who did not have their eyes open. Coming up after the break, J.C. Jackson decided to join the AFC West with the Chargers. Chandler Jones said, you know what? I want to join the AFC West. Gregory decided he wanted to join the AFC West. The guy we talked about earlier in the show, the new big man on the defensive line, Jones, he wants to join the AFC West. Why are all these guys coming here when it's supposedly the toughest division in football? We'll talk about that next. 
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us at You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Colorado Off-Road in Littleton. If you need major accessory brands or something off-market for your truck, car, Jeep, or SUV, they've got it. Upfit today at Colorado Off-Road or go to cooffroad.com. So yesterday, the uh, AFC West got a little bit more difficult. Uh, Raiders agreed to terms with Chandler Jones on a three-year deal worth roughly $51 million guaranteed. Oh, by the way, I don't think it's an accident that Von Miller wanted $51.5 million guaranteed, but that's a whole nother conversation. So you have J.C. Jackson joining the Chargers, top free agent cornerback on the market. You have Chandler Jones. You have Gregory coming here. Uh, Why do you think so many free agents are coming to the AFC West knowing it's the toughest division in football? Or is it really about the money and not really giving yourself the best chance to win? Well, it's also about the athlete's mindset. An elite athlete isn't going to look at a division and say, oh, that's tough. I can't win there. Most of them aren't, at least. Yeah, but here's they're going to say, you know what? We're going to win that. I'm going to be the reason why. I'm going to be reason why we win it. Well, but but in all fairness, a cornerback, and we saw that with Champ Bailey, doesn't control the game. Yeah, only can do so, but so much. They can, Wait, and, they, and and even Chandler Jones here. But they all all these teams have have very good to great quarterbacks. I though. agree. I agree. I mean, we could talk about Von Miller being a first ballot Hall of Famer. How did he do here over the last six years? Yeah, exactly. Some very good, some good and empty seasons is what Von Miller right. had. So Jones said recently, and this is just comical to me now, he wanted to join a team with the best chance of winning the Super Bowl, a team that fits his skill set, and said it wasn't about the money. He got top dollar outside of mm-hmm. Von Miller. It's understandable why Von got more. Listen, he's got more skins on the wall than Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones has a Super Bowl. Von Miller has two. Chandler Jones could go into the Hall of Fame. Okay, I, I think he's on his way there. I believe he has the most sacks since 2012. But Von Miller's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Didn't Jones just do the complete opposite of saying what he wanted? I mean, think about this for a second. Do the Raiders give you the best chance to win the Super Bowl coming out of the West? No. Uh, not about the money. He wanted top dollar. And oh, by the way, it is my understanding the Bills offered him roughly $15 million a season, but he took $2 million more a year mm-hmm. on the overall contract to go to the Raiders. But here, here's the part that really gets me. He said he wanted to go to a place that fits his skill set. Yeah, the Raiders would have been perfect last year playing a 4-3, but with Josh McDaniels, now they're playing a 3-4. Of course, they're playing a 3-4 that, uh, that has Max Crosby on the other side. Right. He's going to get easier matchups because of that. He'll I agree. Get, he'll get more one-on-ones. If anything, I think it's a, it's a, 
obviously there's finances involved, but it's a pragmatic decision. I think also he probably he wasn't turned off by the idea of going to Patriots West. Dave Ziegler and McDaniels are basically philosophically going to do Patriots West in Vegas. And and he and and that's fine to him. He right. be, he believes understandably because he got a ring out of it. He has a sense of belief in that philosophy. It probably didn't take much of a sales job on the part of Ziegler and McDaniels to bring him aboard. I understand the job we have. I understand for lack of a better phrase, we use players and executives and coaches to get what we want. Is that fair to say? Yeah. And they use us. Oh, it's it, it's definitely a it's a symbiotic relationship it in is. a lot of ways. But I got to tell you something. I am so tired of being lied to on a daily basis. Pete Carroll, we have no intention of trading Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson going on the Today Show. I love Seattle. I don't want to leave there at all. Well, but he also said that uh, it was more, Chandler Jones. It was, well, Russell thing. Wilson was also saying like he that it wasn't about going to the East Coast because he was asked specifically about wanting this about uh, wanting to go east, maybe wanting to go to Washington, and he said, "Well, it's not about being back east. Like the West is home too." I get it, but I'm just getting warm. Von Miller, I'm going to give the Rams the first crack. I really want to come back to Denver. He had every, he had all of us uh, chattering. Yeah, but not, but we, but we know Von, and we don't believe him because Von's so moment to moment. I understand yeah, that. Yeah, squirrel. We've had, that's, right, that's Von. And but we get mm. constantly lied to. Now the Browns are saying they're not going to trade Baker Mayfield. Okay. Okay, let's see how this works out for you, Cleveland, knowing that Baker Mayfield is in the final year of his deal, right? Yeah. And if Baker decides, I am not going to show up for mandatory minicamp or training camp, can he sit out a year? You know what? He can't because then he becomes a free agent, unrestricted free agent. And If he sits out for a year, I can promise you the Browns are not going to franchise tag him. I was told by somebody close to Baker Mayfield that as of right now, they haven't even thought about sitting out of sitting out of any mandatory camps. But now that Baker has spoken publicly that he wants out something that you and I talked about yesterday and we had at first. Okay. I know that he wants out and there will be suitors. There are Seattle because they are armed with everything. The Broncos gave them Indianapolis and Crazy David Tepper, who is willing to take Deshaun Watson before the case went to the grand jury on criminal charges. Heck, I mean, if Deshaun Watson's going to the Falcons and New Orleans is out, they'll place the call. Of course they will. And and think about the cases of, for example, New Orleans and Indianapolis. Both narrowly missed the playoffs last year. Both of them will look at Baker Mayfield and say, he has us back in the playoffs. If you were Baker Mayfield's agent and he is going into the final year of his deal Mm -hmm. and he gets traded to Carolina, Seattle, or New Orleans, or even Indianapolis, do you ask for a new deal now or do you pull a Joe Flacco and say, I'll wait? It depends on the team. I agree. If I were in Carolina, I'd ask for the deal now. So would I. If I were in New Orleans, I'd 
I'd, I'd wait. If I were in Indianapolis, I'd wait. Because those teams have... Remember, you don't have Sean Payton anymore. I know, but they have... But the, the strength no, of, they don't have Sean the, Payton no, anymore. No, the strength of New Orleans was his defense last year. I understand. Okay? And somehow they have managed to keep... To pretty much keep that team that came... That even though they had to play Trevor Simeon for a long, for a long stretch, came within an eyelash of the playoffs. If it's Indianapolis, I'm definitely not signing anything. Because even though the AFC is stacked... Mayfield has already been a playoff quarterback and a playoff winning quarterback in the AFC and not and when they the Browns won he wasn't a passenger on that plane. He was a reason why they won in the playoffs and if you're Mayfield you would look at a quarterback friendly coach like Frank Reich, maybe the best running back in the game in Jonathan Taylor. They've got they've got star power on defense, they've got a very good offensive line. Mayfield would could, would justifiably look at Indianapolis and say, "Yeah, I can have this team in the playoffs, and then I'll get paid." So yeah, but Carolina, huh? You you want that contract right now? Because I don't think Baker Mayfield can save Carolina from a nuclear disaster of a season, by especially the, with maybe Deshaun Watson and Tom Brady in that division. By the way, uh, putting a bow on the. On the not the crying game, but the lying game, huh. we'll finish off because you brought up Trevor Simeon. Yeah, to which Von Miller told us on September sixth, two thousand seventeen, <laughs> Trevor Simeon has that Peyton Manning vibe. Best of luck in Buffalo. I hope it works out for you, Von. You know who has a Peyton Manning vibe? A little bit. Russell Wilson. The guy, yeah, exactly. The guy who just walked in here yesterday. Right. Ten years later. Yeah. What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it, Danny, as I stole your thunder and took uh took the Baker Mayfield conversation and took it from you. Well, you were the one that asked me to bring it up and we already talked about it yesterday. So yeah. uh I'm I'm fine with you guys talking about it there. It works for me. I got a note notebook full of ideas over here. Well, he does. as the executive producer of Mile High Sports, uh I it doesn't surprise me one bit. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm happy when I can uh, live up to your high expectations, Eric. I have very, very low expectations. That's why I'm usually happy. <laughs> uh, coming up on Monday, the NHL trade deadline. What team is honoring one of their players tonight as he's been heavily discussed as a guy who could be on the move? And also the Nuggets on a little bit of a winning streak on the road. How does that do for them as they approach the home stretch here and the playoffs? That's coming up next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public at rmfp.com. I'm looking at a comment from Vaughn Miller. He had his press conference in Buffalo today. Oh, what did he say today? On leaving the Rams for the Bills. Quote, it felt like I broke up with my girlfriend and she never did anything to me. She's good to me. 
and I had to break up with her to choose another girlfriend, unquote. No, you didn't. You could have taken less money to stay there. Yeah. You didn't have to break up. You didn't have to break up. You just wanted top dollar, and that's fine. You're the one who broke it off. I'm sure they offered you a contract. By the way, the Rams have agreed to terms with a wide receiver. Who was that? It's Allen Robinson. Yeah. And they he, still have enough money for uh, Odell Beckham Jr. He's going to, and Robinson is going to be an absolute stud in that offense. He is. Yeah. I, I saw that and I thought that's, that's good. That's, that's smart. That That's smart. GMing by Les Snead again. You, you know, why I'm mm-hmm. glad that they signed him. Why? Because I would love to see Chicago bear. Make sure that Aaron Rodgers doesn't get to the Super Bowl. Ah! I am openly rooting against this guy. Now I don't want him to get injured. Although time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two for one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. I want to say something. It's it's totally inappropriate, Danny. And I understand that. Although I probably shouldn't say it. You know what Von Miller did? And this is a a double entendre. You're going to look at me like, I can't believe you just said this. You know what Von Miller did? Because I said he broke up with the Rams. Yeah. He decided to go with the gal who puts out the most. Literally and figuratively. Hi. Well, one thing is literal for what I just said, but you know what? The Ram, the Bills put out the most, the most cash. Yeah. Right? Put out the most. I, I still have trouble picturing Von Miller in Western New York. Why? A Texas guy living in Western New York? That doesn't seem odd to me. Oh, okay. All right. The other, the other thing also that's interesting, remember Von, the most, one of the most interesting moments of Von Miller's career came in Buffalo the, uh, with Tyrod Taylor when he put his hand out and he pulled it back and he got the 15-yard penalty. They hated Von Miller that day in Buffalo. I they bet love, they love him now. They do. They do. Uh, by because the, he's like, hey, you chose us. By the way, I had a very interesting conversation with a friend of mine, and I've talked about it. He's in the Bills organization. Mm-hmm. And he said, what do you think of Vaughn? We talked on the phone today. I said, listen, if you need this guy to be a leader, you made the wrong choice. He said, the Bills don't because they have their two safeties. That is their locker uh-huh. room along with Josh Allen. I said, well, Vaughn is nothing more than a complimentary player. Then you've got yourself the right guy. All right, Danny, sorry to cut you off. <laughs> Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, the Philadelphia Flyers will be honoring Claude Giroux's 1,000th game before tonight's game versus Nashville, which is starting here in just a few minutes. He may be traded by Monday's NHL trade deadline, but they wanted to give the fans an opportunity to celebrate him. He's been with the Flyers for the entirety of his career to this point. Does this seem a little like having a funeral for a living person? I never thought of it that way. I mean, either I. This is like way to go, Dan. I say put out, and I think I'm. You know what what this is? It's not a funeral, but. It's something. It's like a lifetime achievement award, the Academy Awards, right? You know, they they give you the salute and all that, and uh, and you and often the lifetime achievement award goes to somebody who didn't win the big prize. Claude Giroux didn't get the cup in Philadelphia. Did a lot of other things, but he didn't get the big prize. 
So this is sort of a con- consolation. Well, we know you still did an awful lot for us, and we appreciate you. But that's what this is, a Lifetime Achievement Award. That's a far, better, far more positive analogy. Like it is. That. It is. Here's something else. You know what it reminds me of? Even though there's no cel- there was no celebration for him before he got traded, this is essentially a Ray Bork trade. Whoever, wherever he goes. And by the way... Are they going to retire his jersey then if the Avs win the cup? I hope not. <laughs> Just like they shouldn't have retired Ray Borks. But... <laughs> Do not be surprised if, like, the Florida Panthers sweep in and grab him. Yeah. Don't be surprised at all. There are other teams that would love to have him. And with Landeskog out, it'd be great to have Giroux. And the Panthers think they're just as close as the Avs are. They do. Yeah. I've seen things saying that Giroux would like to stay in the East as well. So uh, a team like Florida could be a little higher up on his list. Maybe he just wants palm trees and sunshine, too. You know what? If it's the Avalanche against the Panthers... Just need to get Uwe Krupp out of retirement and put him back on the ice. And I think Avs fans will feel good about a 50-year-old guy shooting from the blue line. Are the Plastic Rats going to be back in that instance down in Florida? No idea. Mm. Just in case you missed it, last night the Nuggets beat the Washington Wizards on the road. That's seven in a row on the road. The Nuggets currently sixth in the West. Denver is one and a half games behind Dallas and Utah, only a game and a half ahead of the T-Wolves. Where do you think the Nuggets end up when the playoffs start, and do you have a preferred matchup for them in the first round? I mean, I think they end up six, but I mean, the T-Wolves right now have won nine of their last ten. Let's see where Steph Curry is. He's injured. When's he coming back? I'd love to get a crack at the Warriors without Steph Curry. Did you hear how long he could be out? Yes, I was planning to bring it up in the mm-hmm. second hour. Um, well, bring it he, up now so we can ruin may, your last hour cycle. He may be out the rest of the regular season. They're hoping to have him back for the playoffs. Which means that he would just be beginning to find his footing when he's back. Correct. Uh, pardon the pun because it's a foot injury when he's, uh, when, he's, when he's back in the playoffs, I think. And also the Nuggets have played the Warriors reasonably well this year, even without being anywhere close to full strength. I... I don't mind that. Ma- I don't mind that matchup. What's interesting right now? The Warriors are three and a half games up on the fourth place Jazz. Only three games separate teams four through seven in the West right now. Here's the thing: I'd rather them be the sixth seed than the fifth seed. I'd rather them be the sixth seed than the fourth seed. I don't want to face Phoenix in the second round. Yeah. So I'd rather take my chances against the Warriors than either playing Dallas or the Jazz. Because if you get through them, then you got to face Phoenix. And if the seeding held, I mean, you, you might get the Grizzlies in round two if you advance. I'd rather have but the Grizzlies. Yeah, but you also might get the Timberwolves, who are the hottest team in the NBA right now. Just in case you missed it, uh, two games, two game winners for CU buff Spencer Dinwiddie with his new team, the Dallas Mavericks. A three-pointer versus Boston on Sunday and a buzzer beater three against his former team, the Brooklyn Nets last night, which is better, a walk-off home run as spring training is underway or a buzzer beater? Ooh. Ooh. <sighs> That's tough. I'm going to go with the walk-off home run. You know why? Because you get the trot? No, I don't have the trots. But what I like <laughs> about the home run is is that all your teammates are waiting for you at home plate. That's really cool. But all your te- usually all your teammates come out and... Uh, Jump all over you when you hit the buzzer beater, right? Yeah, but but there's only like 12 guys. I'm getting about 25. Okay, only home right. teams can get a walk-off home run, too. Either yeah. team can get a buzzer beater. True. I'd rather have the walk-off home run. 
Uh, just to be different. I'll They're harder about, to do. Yeah. Right? A buzzer beater can be a hard thing to do, too. There are more. Yeah, I, I get that. Well, okay. Well, we'll agree to disagree. Like, I mean, hey, that'd be interesting. How? What? Who has the all-time lead in walk-off home runs in a season? Who has the all-time lead in buzzer beaters in a I, season? I cannot believe you don't know that off the top of your I'm head. I'm sorry. I don't know. I wish I did. It would be very fascinating information Most to have. walk off home runs home runs by the way while you're looking that up in mlb north carolina set a record today for the largest uh for the largest margin of victory in an eight nine game in ncaa history right by the way the record is jim tomey really yes and by the way i'm going to tell you his nickname i can't tell you why it's his nickname on air but i'll tell you in break why this was his nickname jim tomey's nickname when he played was the toilet seat and I'm not. I can't say why because I will offend a lot of people. But I'll tell you during the break. But his nickname was the toilet. Well, then let's seat. get to the break so you can tell me. Okay, that was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, if uh, you're looking to try out the appliances, you can actually do that. You can't do that at the big box stores. They'd look at you like you were nuts. Hey, can I try out this Viking range? What the hell are you talking about? You can do that at Mountain High Appliance. Plus, their sales staff they can help you redesign a kitchen. They can get you something to fit your budget. Their sales staff makes it worth it just by walking in there because they're going to help you get what you want because they understand what you want. You can find Mountain High Appliance in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Mace, you and I were at the DJ Jones press conference today, and he said why he came here. He made it very clear why he came here. And you know who we should thank? Make the case, George Payton. And not because George Payton gave him three years, $30 million. He came for another reason. That's next. 